0: Today's episode is sponsored by Monate market partner Holly Schaefer. For more information from Holly, go to hollyschaefer.mymonate.com. That's Holly Schaefer, S C H A F E R, dot
1: Hi, friends. Welcome back to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and it is a lovely June evening here in central Illinois, and I'm sitting next to my sister and my co host, Heidi Bolt. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm great. Good. I got so much done today. It was one of those days where I had actually extra kids in my house. Mm-hmm. I had four extra kids in my house, which is awesome. I yeah. love it. And my kids are at the age now where they're kind of, when friends come over, it kind of gives me a break, which I know is crazy Mm -hmm. to mamas of littles to, to think about that, but it's, they just, they distract my kids and they all go play and do their own thing. So I got tons of laundry done. I got caught up on some podcast editing. I got all of the things done last week that I didn't get done.
0: So it was great. Well, I was cracking up at you because, so we're sisters and we're best friends yeah. and we really do life together. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, there are days that we're not physically together. <laughs> and today was one of those days and we were just texting each other back and forth um, all about ministry and podcasting yeah. and all of the things that needed to get check marks. Yeah. And I mean, we were just like slaying it. Yeah. And, Checking um, them off. Yeah. But in the midst of all of our ordinary, right? right. Yes. And yes. that's that's the point of this podcast, Heather, right. is that ordinary lives, which we're leading, mm-hmm. and all of the incredible people we get to bring on to this show yes. who are feeling very ordinary in themselves, mm-hmm. but who find themselves in these extraordinary stories that God is writing. Right, yes. And that's where, even today, I stepped back and I, I've got this king size bed and I had my two littlest, so they're two and three, yep. sitting side by side watching a little Jesus video <laughs> and I was folding six loads of laundry mm-hmm. and I was listening to a podcast of a woman that really speaks into my life and encourages mm-hmm. me and I thought man I'm really truly living the dream yeah. like this is it yeah. I I have arrived yeah you know I uh-huh. mean this side of heaven yeah I, I'm here yeah, like I have achieved all of the dreams that I had set out for what I thought God would do in my life. And it's really so ordinary, isn't it? It's so ordinary, but it's so good. And I think too, Heather, our listeners say a lot, like your podcast has helped me see my life through a different lens, through a better lens. But I would say that right back to them. Yes, This podcast and being the host of this and Mm -hmm. hearing their feedback, it has also helped me see my life Mm -hmm. through the lens that I believe God would want me to see Mm -hmm. it through.
1: Yes, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. Well, I'm really excited, Heidi, to get to introduce everyone to our guest tonight. Why don't you give a little bit of background about how she came to be, and then we'll introduce her.
0: Okay, so um, you know the power of social media is so interesting. It can have negative effects, but also really positive things in our lives. Yes, and I don't know the exact time frame, but I think right around two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, this. beautiful picture of this gorgeous woman (laughs) popped up on my feed um, and I started to read her story and instantly I was so drawn to her because she was walking through this really devastating season Mm -hmm. but Jesus was radiating Mm -hmm. out of her out of her life Mm -hmm. out of her eyes and so I just started following her Mm -hmm. and um, recently as I was praying about podcast guest I just felt the Lord drop her name on my heart. Like, this is one of your guests. Mm. And I'll be honest, I almost didn't reach out to her because I thought, but Lord, she has five little children and she's really busy and she speaks and she's got all of these things. And so I almost did not obey the Holy Spirit. Um, I almost wanted to be like the Heidi spirit and be like, she doesn't have time for this. Right. But I really felt the Lord put her on my heart again, mm-hmm. and so I I did. I just reached out to her, and um she said yes. That's awesome. And so I'm so excited because I, Heather, we say this all the time, but just believing that each guest is going to reach a very specific set of ears, yes. and it might just be one set of ears yeah, that's right. that needs her story. And so we are just so excited to welcome to the H&H Hour, Brittany Price Brooker. Brittany, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. It is such a blessing to be with you guys today. I'm so excited.
0: Well, we are excited to connect with you. So I have to ask you right off the bat, I saw the other night you posted a photo of your husband and he was podcasting, but he was sitting in your SUV podcasting. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Fill us in.
2: So we have... We live in a very small house, and when I say small house, it's got, like, a little over a 1,000 square feet, and we have seven of us in it, and we have no bunk beds, so (laughs) it is very, like, my husband jokes, he's like, well, maybe we can invite people over, you know, because I'm like, oh, all my siblings, we all have a bunch of kids, I'm like, oh, we'll just have all the cousins over for a sleep and he was like, so you want to invite their kids to come sleep over in a shoebox? Like, he always, like, (laughs) makes these jokes about it, Um, but because of it, the noise is kind of crazy, so. Even with sound machines and all that. So I'm actually outside right now um, doing this because it helps with the
0: noise. Oh I love it, girl. that yes, is that is thankful for it. That's perfect. That is just
1: hustling. like get doing whatever you gotta do to get it done.
0: I love it. That's yes. right. That's right. Well, hey, um, so I know a little bit about you from your Instagram world. and um but our listeners might not. So will you tell us just a little bit about yourself, about your hubby, your kiddos? job, hobbies, all of that. Fill us in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, one of the things that you kind of have to know about us before we start is I was withered at the age of 25 with three little boys under the age of three, um, which was absolutely crazy and rocked my world in every single way. Um, and so that kind of began this journey with Jesus of Um, God, you just have to sustain us and grow us. And so, um, a couple years later, I remarried, um, to a widower who had adopted two children. And so that's how we get five abnormally close in age children. (laughs) So people stop us all the time and they'll be like, um, they don't look like they're nine months apart. So (laughs) can you explain this to me? Um to share Jesus with these people, because we're like, I always say, you know, two grew in my heart, and three grew in my um, tummy, and I'm just so thankful for the way that God grew our family, um, but yeah, so we have this crazy journey of blending families, and um, I'm a blogger, and um, a speaker, and I sing. Um, and write songs. Um, But my favorite job is just to be a mommy and to love my kids well to the glory of God and to serve my husband and just be a daughter of Christ and grow in this journey of knowing Jesus and making him known in all that we do.
1: Mm. That's so awesome. I love that you said your favorite job is being a mommy because that's, I agree with that. It is so much fun, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. It's such a gift.
0: Two questions we ask every single guest, no matter what platform they have, or if they have no platform is what is something about your life that feels ordinary?
2: Um, so pretty much a lot of things in my life feels ordinary. I always, um, my prayer is God, help me to be faithful and see your glory in the mundane mm-hmm. because so much of my life is the mundane of cleaning and cooking and doing laundry. Um, like that's why I was teasing with someone. I was like, that's what I do for a living right now is yeah. mold laundry and clean. Like literally five minutes before we did, got on the phone call, I was scrubbing a toilet in the floor before I got on this podcast mm-hmm. and we always tease about of what our life is of this morning I was singing the national anthem somewhere, but this morning, you know, earlier I was taking care of wet beds, you know, and yes. doing laundry at that and correcting kids and loving on this one and teacher reading the other person. Then I'm like, okay, let's throw some red lipstick of off and let's go sing. And so a um, lot <laughs> Is just so much of the ordinary and asking God um, just for strength to be faithful in what He has called me to do, which is to worship Him through the ordinary in life.
1: Mm, I love that so much. And I know that probably every single one of our listeners can relate to that because I think that's how we all feel. You know, just like yes. we all have these ordinary things, and every now and then there's something a little bit dramatic thrown in, yeah. but that's not what defines us. What defines us is the 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 wash and the cleaning and the everyday mundane things. And so I I just, I think it's so cool that we get this opportunity to really highlight that ordinary is extraordinary. And that when we view that, that God gave us these precious ordinary lives, um, it really does change how we, how we live them, doesn't
0: it? Absolutely. It does. So on the flip side, other than the fact that you sang the national anthem in your red (laughs) lipstick this morning... I mean, girl, come on. That's awesome. Um, what's something that is extraordinary about, about you?
2: You know, I think I'm a very ordinary person, but I serve an extraordinary God mm. who is so faithful. So I always say if there's anything good in me, if there's anything that grabs anyone's attention, it's all Jesus because I have nothing apart from him. And I think that's in all of our lives. And I was even thinking about on the way, you know, to, to talk with you guys and just praying through things. And I kept thinking about Esther and how her life was just ridden with pain and hurt and so many different things. And she felt like such an ordinary woman, but God called her to extraordinary things that felt beyond her strength. And I think for each of us women, everyone is called to do things that are beyond our strength. And um, so that we have to rely and depend on Jesus for his, that is so much greater than what we have. And so I feel like if there's anything in my life that is that, it's because of Jesus and not because of what I have. And God has given us a very heavy and a weighty story. Um, Mm -hmm. One that I'm often like, God, did you pick the right person for this because this is so beyond what I can handle. And that's when the Lord says, yes, but I've not called you to handle alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I've called you to depend on me and I will carry you each step if you allow me to. And so that's kind of what, what brings us in this journey is God just carrying us through his faithfulness.
0: Brittany, I've got to say to you, and I, I just, I hope this encourages you because, um, I'm just a few years ahead of you in life and raising littles right there alongside you. But, So it's your story that caught my attention, but it was your passion for Jesus. And then the grace you displayed as you walked through extreme tragedy that kept my attention. And so just from afar, I mean, I've just been cheering you on and praying for your little family. I mean, I hope this doesn't seem weird, but like the fact that God will bring your kids to my mind to pray over your little kiddos and you know, the what days, gift. the days that I'm struggling with my three-year-old, you know, I think like Brittany, you know, like Brittany's doing this too. Like, okay, God, give her strength. Cause I know that I feel like I'm about ready to lose it. And, and then God's word just shows up and he's like, Hey, my strength works best in your weakness. And I, I just think that that's so important for, for all of us, our young, our listeners to remember is that and that's when Jesus shows up for us is when we feel like we're not going to make it.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, and it's good for our kids to even see that. You know, that's one of the things I feel like we're called to as moms is sharing the gospel with our kids. That We cannot do anything apart from Jesus. That's right. You know, and that God uses his people like. Um, it brings me to tears that you even pray for our family because we need the prayers, and God is so good. And there's so many times in life where we'll say, "God, just lay us on the heart of Your people," because yeah. we mm. need to be lifted up in prayer. Mm. And He's so faithful to use even social media in a way to yes. glorify God. Did that, and so thank you for your faithfulness to be obedient to God. And now appreciate yeah. it so much. You're mm-hmm.
0: welcome. You're welcome. So let's talk about that tragedy that you had to walk through with your boys. Um, talk to us about your, your sweet, your first husband?
2: Yeah. So my first husband was just an absolutely incredible man. Um, he was my first love and my first handhold and Mm -hmm. first kiss. And, um, we both had just waited for God's best. And so it seems like this, just incredible, um, dream that I was living, getting to be married to this man. And like, God answered so many prayers and it was so worth the wait. And so we had a precious marriage and it wasn't an easy marriage because I don't think any marriage is easy because hello, I'm a sinner. So he married a sinner, um, but <laughs> marriage is so sweet and it's such a gift and it was such a privilege to be married to him. And so we, um, had our kids back to back. And so we, people were like, y'all are crazy <laughs> <These> <laughs> kids under three and <laughs> so um we, you know, we're living, what I always say, it's kind of like whack-a-mole, like you get one kid down for the nap, the next one pops up, you get them down, and we are just exhausted all the time, but I remember telling my husband over and over again, I cannot believe I get to live this dream with you. I've always wanted to be in a wife and a mother, and always wanted to be a faithful wife, and have the same husband that you grow old with, and mm-hmm. kids and grandkids, and just create um, a family that makes a difference for Christ. Um, just like scripture says, children are arrows in the hand of a world. Warrior, you know, like our prayer was, God, may we raise up these arrows that can shoot out to a place that we will never go, that yes. um, they will go out further than us for the gospel. And so that was our prayer and our dream and our goal together that we were working towards. And we had all these, you know, dreams of ministry together and all these things. And um, one morning uh, I got a phone call and basically the phone call was to tell me that my husband, who is a perfectly healthy 30-year-old man um, just dropped dead at work and they think it was a cardiac problem. We still honestly don't even really know why he died. It doesn't make sense to anybody. Um, but we just kind of have to trust the sovereignty of God and say, this is what God has called us to. And so Mm -hmm. overnight, my entire world changed in an instant. And, Not only was I navigating the loss of my husband, but now I have the loss of my baby daddy. Like, Mm. how do I do this? God, I never, ever wanted to be a single mom. In fact, I would tell my husband often, like, I am so glad I don't have to parent by myself. I'm so glad Mm. that you're here and we have three boys and I would never want to raise three boys by myself. This this would be so hard. And Mm. um, just really appreciated him and the partnership that we had. And so instantly... Everything that we dreamed of and planned of just de- died, you know, along with him. And so a lot of it, um, just, just had to rework. Okay, God, how do we do this new journey? You've called us to do that just really took me by surprise. And I mean, I still have moments, even this week where I literally sat down and thought, God, I cannot believe this is my life. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this really happened. This is not a dream. This is not a movie. Like this really is my life. And God help me with this. How do I steward this for your glory? Because it feels like a weight to steward. And so that's kind of a bit of our journey of walking through grief and, um, and trying to navigate, you know, three precious little tiny hearts in the midst of it was so hard.
1: Mm. How old were your boys when this happened?
2: So I had a newborn and then a one and a half year old, and then my oldest was turning three the next day.
1: Oh my goodness. So how did you explain this to them in those moments? I mean, how did you navigate their little hearts in those moments?
2: Um, I remember sitting them down and telling them, you know, Daddy died today, and he's in heaven with Jesus, and he's not coming back, but Mm -hmm. God's not going to leave us alone. Mm -hmm. He promises to be a father to the fatherless, and because Daddy knew Jesus, we will see him again one day in heaven, Mm -hmm. and explaining it to them in real terms of, you know, his heart stops beating and, you know, he, he, he died, but we will see him again because of what Jesus did. And so even when, you know, we visited his grave site for the first time and trying to explain being like, you know what, he is more alive now than ever. This does not represent who he is. God is with him and he is more alive than ever because of the gift of the gospel and Jesus died on the cross for us so Mm -hmm. that we could live again and have an opportunity. So I think in all of it, um, trying to explain and grieve with them, um, but also do it with purpose so that they didn't have a bitterness towards God, but Mm. they could see that God was good, even though our circumstances were not good and we wouldn't choose our circumstances, but the reality is God chose us for them. and so. I think walking my kids through, it hurts. And when they cried, I cried right alongside of them. Mm-hmm. And when they said, I don't understand, um, I would cry and say, I don't understand either, buddy. And mommy's heart hurts so much. And mm-hmm. I miss daddy. And we still have those hard moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they think, you know, mommy, are you going to die? And saying, you know, I can't promise anything, but I can promise that God will walk through it whatever it is in our lives, that God will be faithful and we can trust him. I can't trust that I'll always be here, but God will. And so I think through everything, it was acknowledging the pain, allowing them to walk through the pain, feel it instead of fill it, Mm -hmm. and then turn our perspective towards eternity and not the grave.
1: Wow. What an incredible perspective that you had. Where did that wisdom come from? I mean, do you feel like God just intervened and, and helped you with that?
2: Oh my goodness. Jesus was so faithful. You know, when God's word says it, it never returns void Mm. and that it always comes back when we need it. Mm. It is so true because I remember even in the middle of the night, again, I had a newborn. So I was getting up all throughout the night, nursing this baby. And Mm. so I remember in the middle of the night, um, just this baby's precious little cheeks getting flooded with tears over and over again. Just me crying out to Mm. God, holding this baby saying, God, why did you call this baby to such a great suffering? He doesn't even know what you've called him to. And just just wrestling with it, with the Lord. And God would just bring his word to mind over and over again. And songs that I sung when I was four years old Mm -hmm. uh, that my mom would sing over me. And um, sermons that I had listened to 10 years before. And his word that I had studied when I was single and I had more time to study and really get in the word of God. Um, and so God just would bring his word to mind and I would beg him, God, bring your word to mind, bring hope to mind, bring an anchor. Cause God, I cannot do this without you. And so I feel like the Lord was so faithful in my desperation to, um, just carry me on the weight of grace. And so there's times when I remember telling my family, like, I feel like I should be sinking right now, Mm -hmm. but all I can explain is this unexpected peace that God is carrying me and I'm floating on grace and it does not make sense at all right now. And there's moments like the week he died where I felt like I should take off my shoes because I felt like I was walking on holy ground Mm -hmm. because God, it was literally like God was walking. Right next to me um, and telling me, You're not going to do this alone, Brittany. I'm not going to leave you. I will not forsake you. Just keep holding on. And so, so many moments, it was just God's faithfulness um, in the journey of that we are called to love Jesus and know Him and make Him known. He makes Himself known when we're desperate enough and broken, contrite spirits to say, God, would you come and fill me with you? And He would. And I'm so thankful that He was faithful in all that.
1: I love that you talk about the foundation of faith that you yeah. had and the, the way that God's faithfulness returned to you in those moments. And I think so often people want God to show up in their lives, but they haven't invested anything. And it's not that he's not willing, but there's there's no foundation, you know, for mm-hmm. them. And so Heidi and I are constantly talking with women about like getting God's word, like mm-hmm. commune with the Lord, spend time with him, because then, when you don't do go through those dark seasons, like that all returns to you, and i'm mm-hmm. I love that you have that example of that in your life
2: yeah, I always say that you know when you know Jesus and every day in the hills and the valleys, then when you walk through something, he's a friend and not a stranger, mm-hmm. the yes. reality is. God can't bring to mind a scripture that you don't know and that you've never memorized. And so, and same thing for his character of of teaching our kids and teaching ourselves and preaching to ourselves, the character of God. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, came back. I mean, even Emmanuel God with us that first Christmas after my husband died. I remember driving and hearing that song and weeping Mm. and and singing and explaining to my kids. Emmanuel means God is with us. He has not left us. He's with us every second of this. He's up in the middle of the night when I'm up with another time with my kids bawling their eyes out saying, why can't daddy come home? Why can't daddy come home? Mm. He's with me when I'm exhausted folding laundry at midnight because I was busy with babies all day and I don't have a husband to come rescue it. Like he is with us and, and knowing the character of God and knowing his word gives us hope and gives us the comfort that lasts beyond the day.
1: Mm. Girl,
0: we're just standing up right now, shouting you down. Praise hands. (laughs) Praise (laughs) hands. Okay. So first of all, um, tell our listeners, what was your husband's, what's your husband's first name?
2: So Patrick. Patrick. Mm. Okay. Yes, so my husband that passed away is Patrick, yeah. Okay.
0: So your how did God use people around you to help walk you through this season after Patrick went home to Jesus?
2: Um, oh y'all, I have never seen the body of Christ work in such a way it was absolutely incredible I mean people stepped in and I, people always ask me okay what do I do when people are going through tragedy I don't even know how to reach out mm-hmm. and I always tell them ask God because he has the best idea and yes. they are better than me could ever come up with and I truly believe That God just would give people ideas and would meet our needs. I'm talking about whether it was me running out of apples and that was the only thing my kids could eat because they were sick and nothing sounded good. Mm -hmm. And not wanting to let up three sick kids in the car to someone knocking on the door saying, I know this is weird, but God told me I was supposed to bring you guys some apples right now. Yes. Um, crazy stuff or on mother's day I'm bathing my babies and it's you know 5 p.m. I'm bathing my kids and I literally in a desperate cry say God I cannot do this show me that you see me show me that you're there I'm all alone and literally moments later my doorbell rings and a mom of five who lives 45 minutes away is saying, God told me I was supposed to come here and help with baths tonight, and I know this is crazy, but I just felt like God told me to do that. Mm. And I'm like, um, you were answering a prayer I hadn't even prayed yet. Mm. Yes. Um, and it whether it's people taking care of our financial needs or showing up with flowers saying, God has your husband and he's going to take care of you or loving on my kids. And so every time the body of Christ would step up, I would remind um, my kids that this is God. He is showing you that he loves you and he's mm-hmm. caring for you and he's not leaving us alone. And these people listened to God and said, I I love that Peyton Evan and Nathan so much that I want them to know that I love them. So I'm going to tell these people to do that. And so I mean, it was incredible, whether it was strangers from Instagram, or people that we've known forever, or family being intentional, or men being intentional to play with my kids and wrestle with them and do fun things like that. Um, The body of Christ was just so incredible and impactful in our lives.
1: I'm so encouraged to hear that. And it just makes my heart so happy because I think that often the church and the body of Christ gets a bad rap Mm -hmm. for um, their lack of compassion or maybe what they, um, you know, being known, more known for what they're against and what they're for. And I love it when we get to hear examples of the body of Christ doing what we're called to do and yeah. being the hands and feet of Jesus and seeing that in action. What a beautiful testimony of, of the church and of the bride of Christ.
2: I mean, there was people that answered prayers that I didn't even really know them, and they felt awkward, like, okay, this feels weird, I don't even know Brittany well, and I'm doing this, and then I'd be crying on the other end, being like, oh my goodness, God, I just prayed for that, yeah. and he used this stranger to take care of that, and so I think it's really challenged me in my walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. so now when I have weird promptings from God, like that may feel like the most awkward thing in the world. I'm like, I'm going to do that because I don't know if God's trying to use this to answer someone's prayer. Mm. And so it challenges me to be obedient, even when it feels super uncomfortable. Mm.
0: That's so good. Brittany, I love that um, you are making, you're painting this picture of the fact that God is so real and so mm-hmm. present in all of our lives and that he Speaks to his children. Yes. And that we get the opportunity to respond to his voice. Um Because I do think so often people see God as just this judge that mm-hmm. they meet at the end of their life. And he is our ever-present help, mm-hmm. isn't he?
2: Mm-hmm. He is. And he's so real. And I think one of the things that we've lived out is not just hearing the gospel, but seeing how the gospel really affects our daily lives and who Jesus is in the midst of everything, you know, in the midst of our circumstances and the midst of pain and joy and all that. And he is so present through all of it.
0: Wow. Okay. So talk to us then about meeting Daniel.
2: So, yeah, so I obviously was not, um, thinking like, oh my word, I'm going to date. I mean, hello, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm badly <laughs> in love with my husband in heaven and trying to just accept the calling God had for me as a single mom. And I really remember praying. I'm like, God, if you get most glory out of my life, if I'm lonely and a single mom and a widow the rest of my life, then God, that's what I want because wow. I just want you to get the most glory out of my life. And I realized that this Life is short, and it's but a vapor, so whatever that looks like, God, I want it, but God, if it is your will for me to get remarried, I pray that you would open my hands, and you would work it out where I know it is only you, mm-hmm. and, um, and God really did that. He brought this amazing man um, who was a widower into my life, and we were, it's the weirdest, craziest thing, but we were ministering and trying to encourage the same family, and that's how we met. Um, and so we just connected over our hearts for eternity and honestly, you know, our past we're so familiar, but our present and our future is what drew us together where we were going in life and our desire to live each life with eternity on our lips and on our eyes and, and just live to the glory of God with each breath that he had given us. Cause we both realized what a vapor life was. And so God just grew this amazing love out of nowhere and just shocked us both with it which was Mm. just incredible and he was so just present and in all um in all of it just speaking to me through his word that this is the man that you're supposed to marry speaking to daniel confirming through friends and mentors and counselors and um god just did it i'm so thankful for it oh
1: so how long have you been married now
2: so we've been married almost a year now
1: oh
0: (laughs) your wedding was gorgeous
2: Thank you so much. God was so sweet to put all that together. I'm so thankful.
0: Yeah, this is weird, but I may have attended through Instagram live. <laughs> I love it. I love it,
2: girl. Thank you. That's awesome. I thought
0: it was like the sweetest moment when you and Daniel were on the dance floor and your little your five kiddos were just around you and you were totally in mom world, you know, like you were you know, loving yeah. Daniel, <laughs> but you were also caring for kids who were crying <laughs> and kissing kids who were upset and I just thought Man, what a picture of grace, you know, of no matter what God's got us in, we're seeing the people right in front of us, you know, no matter how big and glorious the moment is, it's always the people right in front of us Mm. that we need to see. And I was just, I mean, like crying real tears over the fact that God was, um, bringing Daniel alongside you to just to love you and to lead you and to do life with you. I thought it was so, so beautiful. Mm okay, so you you guys are in this let's be honest, you're in this crazy season of raising five very young children how How yes. old is your oldest?
2: So the kids are seven, six, five, four, and three
0: yes, okay, yeah, and so you're you're raising these five little warriors um you've got adopted children, you've got biological children, you've got this blended family, I mean girl, how do you even begin to keep your cool?
2: Oh girl, it is so crazy every day. I always say that we're traveling circus because (laughs) it is just insane all the time. And, um, it's, it's loud all the time and everybody needs everything all the time. And, um, and yet God's called us to this craziness. And I think I'm learning that peace is not an outward thing. It's an inward thing. And so, my home is not peaceful. You don't walk into it and everyone's calm and obedient and everything's so clean, you know, and all the food is always made at the perfect time before anyone's hungry. You know, like it is crazy, but I'm learning that peace is an inward thing that we can have from God in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of the craziness. And so I think the biggest thing is just, Going to Jesus to be filled up and not other things because I feel dry all the time and I feel Mm -hmm. empty. And so if I am going to any other thing to fill me up, I'm always going to be hungry for more and it's not going to sustain me um, or give me the endurance that I need. But if I go to the water that doesn't run dry and I say, God, I am so empty and would you fill me and be more than my portion, Mm -hmm. then God gives me the grace and endurance. And that doesn't mean that I do anything perfectly at all whatsoever, Um, but it just means that God gives us endurance and perseverance to make it through each day. And sometimes that looks like... um, you know, waking up several times in the middle of the night with people that went to bed or had a bad dream or fearful one of us is going to die. And then Mm. waking up early the next morning, you know, to to serve in a different way and just keeping the mindset that, Lord, I can worship you through this Mm. and it is an honor to do this for my King. And so I think just trying to keep my perspective straight and I don't always have the right perspective. And like the other day, I could just feel complaining, just welling up in my heart, Mm -hmm. just being totally real. Mm -hmm. And so I literally had to like put a DVD on for my kids, like this little Jesus DVD. And I ran in my room and I sat down and like, I gave it all to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I was like, God, I'm frustrated with this and this and this. And I just gave it to the Lord. And then I sat down and I said. Okay, God, you have been good in this. You have been good in this, and just had to recount God's goodness because I needed the reminder, hmm. and my attitude was reflective of that. I was not thanking God for what I did have, and so one of the things that we've been working through, even with counseling, is our counselor said, um, "What if you only had today the things you thank God for yesterday?" Mm-hmm. Um, which is so convicting. Of, okay. What, what am I thanking God for today? Because the reality is I have five healthy children that are in here right yeah. now. And I have a husband that loves me and is faithful to me. And I have a God that has never left me nor forsaken me. Yeah. So I have so much to be thankful for. But we can get bogged down with the earthly thing because... Frankly, there's nothing in my life that is comfortable right now. Mm -hmm. And every bit of my life is stretching and exhausting and draining right now. But this is what God's called me to do for his glory. And so that means he's going to sustain me for it. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I don't get weary in the process. But God just continually reminds me, do not grow weary in doing good. Because one day we will see the fruit of what we're working through. But we have to continually sow in order to reap one day.
1: That's so good i at the beginning of the year, I was in a season that was just I was drained you know some some burnout, some ministry burnout, and God was so good to fill me up and uh heal a lot of things in my life. but the word that kept coming back over and over and over again was this word relentless and i felt I feel like it was two it went both ways it was God's relentless pursuit of me, and that he wasn't giving up on me but he was also calling me to be relentless yeah. in my pursuit of him. And in that, in my pursuit of him and his pursuit of me, that's where there was enough to keep going. Absolutely,
2: And that's the only way that we can. And, and, you know, we, everyone can say, we don't have time for that. You know, we don't have time. When do you have time as a mom to do this and that? Um, but I don't, I can't afford not to, you know, and we make time for everything. And so I was telling someone the other day, you know, if you have time to scroll through Instagram, I have time to get into the word and I have time to pray about it. That's right. That's The reality we have, you know, but in this culture that we live in where everything is nonstop and you have to have this and you have to have this put together, it's hard for us to sit. Yes. And rest to hear from God. Yes. And communication is not just praying, but it's also sitting and listening. God, what do you have for me? God, mm-hmm. would you convict me of sin? Is there anything in my life that's not honoring to you? And a lot of times through that purification that comes from God's word and his goodness and not letting me stay in that spot and pulling me back, it's kind of like a tightrope with the Lord. You know, sometimes you go to the other side and God's like, No, you're falling, come back down mm-hmm. and his goodness and graciousness and kindness does that. And so spending time with him will refuel us for what he has called us to do. Mm,
0: yeah. Brittany, that, there's so much wisdom. I feel like the listeners are going to need to listen to this episode <laughs> multiple times to catch everything you're saying. Um, but one thing I want to ask you about is, well, two things come to mind. Number one, you've talked a lot um, on your social media about helping shepherd your five kids hearts through grief, because here, all five of them have, um, a parent on earth, two parents on earth, and then, you know, a parent in heaven. And so I want to talk to you about that. And then I also want to talk to you about how you and Daniel have both made a conscious decision to not compare the gifts God's given you in your first spouse and Mm -hmm. your current spouse. So let's chat. Yeah,
2: those are good questions, girl. Let's <laughs> those let's are very good.
0: Let's chat about your kiddos, because I I'm confident there's gonna be people listening um who are experiencing grief and they're walking their kiddos through the loss of a spouse, um of a parent. How on a practical level do you talk to your kiddos daily now, you know, a few years removed about grief?
2: Um you know, it is a daily struggle of going, God, what is, what do you have for us to talk about today, and how much do we bring up, and what do we let slide? And I think a big thing for our family is we're in counseling, so me and Daniel go to counseling, and then all of my kids are in counseling, mm-hmm. except for the little one um, who just turned three. And so I think navigating with a counselor, too, where they are in grief, what do we need to bring up? Because the tricky thing about kids is they go in and out of grief, so right. they will be super happy, smiling, laughing, and then one second they'll be crying. And so I think the big battle that we have as parents is knowing our kids, knowing when they're using um, grief as a way to manipulate you for what they want. Mm -hmm. um, And then when they are genuine and what they need at the time, because some kids want to talk through it. Other kids want you just to sit and cry with them. And and I think establishing right away that it's okay to hurt. Mm -hmm. It's okay to cry. And it's okay to feel pain because um, the reality is nobody likes to feel pain. I mean, I don't like to feel pain. Nobody does. But I think oftentimes we pack up pain and we put it in the closet, and we're like, we don't want to deal with this. But mm-hmm. the reality is, it keeps growing in the closet, and it pops up and takes over our whole house. Mm-hmm. And so, with our kids, that's something that we continually want to make sure that we're unpacking what is being brought up. And grief is so many layers. Um. So you know, one day you know, my son had, um, donuts with dad and he did a thing for Patrick and he did a thing for Daniel. And so he had a sweet thing with donuts with dad and remembered them both. And he came home and then he sat on my bed and he said, daddy Patrick will never be at a donuts with dad with me. Mm -hmm. And he just wept in my arms, and you're hurting so much for them knowing that, that is something that just hit him. Mm -hmm. It hadn't hit him the year before, you know? And so I think as your kids grow and establish, there's going to be different grieving that they do over different circumstances. And so I think continually pointing them to Christ, but also encouraging them not to stay in their pain. And so I think that's, you know, scripture talks about how we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't say we stand, we park, we make a house there. That's right. It says, that we walk. And so that means sometimes that I'm crawling and Hmm. barely making it through. And sometimes that looks like I'm limping. Sometimes that may be a season where I'm running, Mm -hmm. but I think it's continually saying, God, how do you lead us through this? And so with kids, it's being tender. And so some of them, they do like, you know, grief play where they're playing with little cars and you know a daddy and a mommy you hear them say different things that you're like okay they were thinking about this or the other day we overheard one of our kids saying do you know where your heart is Mm -hmm. do you know how it stops beating do you Mm -hmm. feel your heart beating right now and obviously they were thinking about what we had explained of how my husband passed away. And Mm -hmm. so it's just being very in tune to them. I'm very in tune with teachers and just all these different people that are involved in their lives so that we can work together to make sure they're in a healthy spot. And I think it continually looks like being a teachable spirit because I don't know all this, and I don't know what I'm doing. And so continually going before God saying, how do I do this? And also have people that are professionals Mm -hmm. um, that are neutral and are not invested as far as emotionally in the situation that they can come around me and say, you know what, I see this going on, and I think this might be helpful, Um, and that really helps us as well. Mm. Wow,
0: that's so good. I mean, I can't even fathom, you know, so you and Daniel happen to shepherd consistently these little tiny hearts who have walked through grief that most people don't ever experience, you know, and they're so young. So, I mean, what a high calling to Mm help them understand that even though they face this tragedy, that God is still good and he's still present. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And I think too, just giving them the purpose and the pain because there's so many times you're like, I don't, I don't, I just want to be in heaven right now. Why, am, why are we here? Why mm-hmm. can't I be in heaven with daddy? Why can't I be in heaven with mommy and explaining to them because You know, mommy and daddy, you know, God used them. And when it was their time, they went to heaven. Mm -hmm. But God is not finished with you yet in your mission here on earth. And so we want to run this race with endurance. And we want to make a difference for Jesus until he calls us home. And when he calls us home, that'll be his timing. And we'll be so excited about when that timing is. But right now, he's not finished with us Mm -hmm. yet. And so we want to do this to the glory of God. And even giving them a purpose and reminding them of why we are here.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so you and Daniel... You guys have said, let's not compare the gifts that God's given us in a spouse. Um, What is that like for you?
2: Um, To be honest, it is a very big struggle. It's a hard thing not to compare the lives that we had before because yeah. when you marry one person for life and you have two families, you know, in normal situation, you know, I had biological children and, and all those things and you build a life together, it was very simple and very easy because that's normal, you know, in our day and age. That's what normal families, how they build. And so I can look at my life before and I can see the easy, simple things and how, It didn't take as much work, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can have those moments where you long for just how life was easy and comfortable. And so I think what I have to do is say, God, you are good in today and God, I see you in today. And I remember when I was praying about whether Daniel was supposed to be my husband, that God, um, he just brought me to this passage that said, go into the land. The Lord has called you to go in Mm -hmm. the land will be good. And I remember God telling me that land will not be easy, but it will be good because the Lord your God is with you Mm. in it. And so I think you're having to remind yourself of the goodness of here and God has called you here and that there is blessings in in both places and being thankful for both. And so Daniel is so quick to say, I'm so glad you were loved so well Mm -hmm. and not being jealous of the fact I was loved so well. Uh, But there are hard parts of, you know, he lived an entire life without me, you know, and so many memories and years and same thing with me, but then also realizing we are the people we are because of our spouses and because of what we've walked through. And so those made us who we are today. And so the reality is He's gets a better version of Brittany and I get a better version of Daniel because of what we've walked through and because of our spouses that poured into our lives and being grateful for that, you know, to say that we have been refined by the fiery furnace of suffering and it has made us better because of it. Um, and so... I think it is continually seeing that and being a student of each other um, in marriage and not like floating on what you knew about your other husband or wife and how that relationship worked. We have had to be very intentional of being a student of each other and mm-hmm. how this marriage works and this relationship works and this home works because we are very different. And so I think being intentional to do that and just see the blessings in that and um, being grateful for it.
1: I think that's good advice for. Anyone who's married, if you've been married one time or multiple times, such good advice just yeah. to be intentional about the other person and about how the home works. And I, that's amazing.
2: I was just going to say, you know, I always say the grass, sometimes it is greener on the other side because those people water it Mm, and they fertilize it and they take care of it and they pull the weeds and the same thing for our marriage, you know, our marriage is not going to, our grass for our marriage is not going to get greener by wishing it was. Mm. It's going to get greener when we pour into it and we give it all we have. And Mm -hmm. we ask God, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. And how do I serve my husband? How do I appreciate him? How do I bless my husband? How do I delight in my husband? And so I think asking yourself those questions, and not looking at other marriages, but looking at your own and seeing how can I pour into this marriage helps us the most.
1: So good. I love that so much. Okay. So if you were going to go back and talk to 20 year old Brittany, or actually let's say this, let's say you're talking to 20 year old young women right now who may or may not experience grief the way that you walked through it. What would you tell them about choices and about perspective right now that they're living in as a 20 year old?
2: I think the biggest thing that anybody in life we can say is fix your eyes on jesus mm-hmm. the author and perfecter of our faith and run this race with endurance um and the only way that we can run is if we're not looking to the right or the left or behind us but we are fixing our eyes on the prize which is christ jesus and so anytime in my life i look to the audience or I look to the person next to me Mm. or behind me and where I was, I always slow down. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you miss the mark or the road you were supposed to take. And so I think knowing that the God who holds the universe, and he knows what's best for us and that we can trust him. And we know that if we are running where he has called us in the lane he has given us, it will always be good because he is there and he knows what's best for us. And so I would say to just do that, to fix our eyes on Jesus and to go to his word because man, the time that, you have as a single person when your affections aren't spread all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the reality is when you have a husband and you have kids, you do have affections that are all over and different people need you. But when you don't have that as a single, wow, what a gift mm-hmm. you have to learn how to delight yourself in the Lord and become a student of His Word and learn to love God's Word and to live God's Word. Because sometimes there's seasons where you're growing in the knowledge of the Word. Sometimes there's seasons where you're growing in the application of the Word that you already Mm -hmm. learned. And so I think just using the time that you have wisely to the glory of God.
0: I'm just sitting here taking in all that you're saying. And I just, I feel like God has um, matured you beyond your years and given you so much wisdom. And I think from my perspective, you are walking this story that he put you in so well. And I I would guess that it's not Thank easy. Thank you so
2: much for encouragement.
0: Yeah, I would guess that it's not easy. Most days it's probably harder than anyone could even fathom. But um, just the fact that you are purposely pointing people to Jesus is, I believe, if, if Patrick gets a window from heaven <laughs> into your life, I believe he is so proud of you. And I know that God the Father is so proud of you. So well done.
2: Thank you so much.
0: So at the very beginning of the podcast, you mentioned that you are a worship leader and a songwriter. So how do our listeners find your music?
2: Yeah, so you can just go to the Elm... um music.com dot com um, and me and my brother we've always lived worship and um, I mean I've sang since I was a little girl but then after Patrick passed away literally like two weeks afterwards I was just crying out to God about stuff and I just started singing and God gave me this song and so I just grabbed my phone and recorded it really fast and um and God kept giving both of us songs through this journey of His faithfulness and how you're feeling and um throughout it and just his goodness, even in the valley. And so we began to write songs together that just ministered. I mean, they're just Holy Spirit songs, y'all. I mean, I cannot take credit for any of this. It's just God giving us this because even the other day I was having a very difficult um, day and my, my kids started playing our CD and it was like exactly what I needed to hear that day. And I thought, man, that was Jesus. Uh I didn't even write that word that God just gave that to us, you know? And so, we just began this journey of writing these songs and, um, it was just this crazy experience being in the recording studio, um, hearing this song that God gave you in these deep, dark moments, um, come alive and, and get music with it and all that. So it was a very neat experience. And so, yeah, we just try to be faithful, um, with the heart God has given us for worship and for music.
1: Oh, that is so amazing. And you said it was your brother that you write with?
2: Yes. My brother, um, has an amazing worship pastor here in Atlanta and so yep, we do it together.
1: Oh, that what a gift. That is so sweet.
0: So it is you, amazing. you you've got a little southern in your voice now, but you told us before we went on air that you you know a little bit about the Midwest.
2: <laughs> I do. I have A family
0: that lives um, in Illinois and Wisconsin. Yay! Okay, so shout out. (laughs) So fun. That's great. Well, if
1: you have just been impacted by Brittany's story and you want to follow her, I would say go do it. Yeah. She's such an encouraging follow. You know, Heidi, how there are some people on Instagram you follow and you're like, you just feel a little heavy afterwards. Not Brittany. No. You just always feel encouraged and joyful. And so go find her on Instagram. She's Brittany Price Brooker on Instagram and give her a follow. And Brittany, we are so blessed to have you come on here and share your story and just share your heart and your love for Jesus. Thank you so much for doing that.
2: Thank you so much for the gift to be with you guys. I so appreciate you and your heart for women to know Jesus more.
0: Okay. So listeners, I just have to say this before we wrap this episode up. Brittany talked about how when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you this prompting mm-hmm. and you're tempted to be like, oh, that seems so weird. I really don't want to do that because this is weird. Mm-hmm. Um. So, okay. So I just had one of these promptings and <laughs> because you're my listener and you now know my heart a little bit, I believe you will know I've never asked any of you to ever do this ever. But as you've listened to Brittany's story and you have heard what she and Daniel are walking through. Mm -hmm. If the Lord puts it on your heart to bless this sweet family, Mm -hmm. please do that. Um, whatever that looks like for you, because if you have anything, you have something to give. And Brittany is probably like shrinking in her seat right now (laughs) that I'm even saying this, but, um, I just know even on my end, like my family is going to sow into this family because I so believe in the big C church, which means the church of Jesus across the world. Yeah, without
1: walls, without names. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter that Brittany is not within my church walls here in Central Illinois. What matters is that she loves Jesus. She's a daughter of Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm a daughter of Jesus. And so we come together as the family of God and we go, what can we do to love the family of God? So all of that to say... Um, if you want to bless this family, you can contact me mm-hmm. and I will be in touch with Brittany to, um, get any of those blessings into their hands and, um, just love on this sweet family. Cause I think the things that they're doing to pursue Jesus and ministry mm-hmm. and raise these sweet kiddos, it does not come without a cost yeah, right. and without a great price. Yeah. So,
1: so you can find us on Instagram at the H and H hour and you can send us a message and you can just say, Hey, I'd love to. I'd love to bless them. I'd love to help reach out and show
0: some love, and we can help get
1: get you connected that way. Yes.
0: Yes. So, Brittany, thank you for sharing your heart and your story. Um, Tell Daniel thank you for holding down the fort while you podcasted with us.
2: Yes, he's a champ. So it was a blessing, and he was praying for us and um, praying that God would use whatever you talk about in a mighty way to glorify himself. So thank you, guys.
1: What a sweet man. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening. We're so glad every week that you tune in. We're so humbled and honored that you would take time from your day to listen to the stories that we bring you. And it truly is such a gift and such a blessing. As always, if you have prayer requests, we love to hear from you and we do pray for you. I know I have a list right now in my journal of several of your names, some that I know and some that I don't, that I just lift up in prayer to Mm -hmm. our our almighty God. Even if I don't know all of the circumstances, we know that we can trust that the Lord knows them and he hears our prayers. So message us if there's something you would like prayer about. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and you can go to iTunes. You can subscribe so you don't miss any of our awesome guests. And we will chat with you next time. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the h h Hour. Heidi and I are so honored every single week when you let us know that you've tuned in and when the stories that our guests have shared or when the chats that Heidi and I have had resonate with you and you feel like someone else understands what you're going through. We love to promote businesses, local businesses, and products that Heidi and I both use and love. And one of the ways that we Get to keep doing this show is by having these businesses and these products as sponsors on the show. So today we want to say a big thank you to our other sister, our other H, Holly Schaefer, and her Monate business. Monate is a hair product line. And if you have been around at all on social media or just living, you know that this Monate hairline is fantastic, and so many people are using it and benefiting from it and getting healthy hair with natural products. And I want to just highlight the Rejuvenique Oil Intensive that they have. You know, this is something that is so good, not just for your hair, but also for your skin. I've had a few friends who've used this on their own skin or on their children's skin who've had severe skin allergies and skin issues, and it has helped so much. So that's something to check out, especially if you are someone who's struggling with problem skin, this might be something that would help you. So you can find all of this information at hollyshafer.mymonate.com and she can help you get started. It's great products. Heidi and I both use it. We both love it and we know that you will too. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.